Welcome to another episode of Murder Schmurder. We're fucking back. We're back. We're fucking back, dude. After a little hiatus of what the fuck we were doing, we we put on. We were killing. We were slaying. We were crushing. We were putting on a show. To be fair. They don't know that. Well, you There's don't know no it because you weren't episodes. there. Right. There's Shame no on you. Episodes. Shame on this you. Audience. Were you guys not following? You have to follow. Yeah. This mm-hmm. is a big deal for us, but not for the listener. This is just another episode. <laughs> now, we are excited and we should be. Hey, well, we're back doing another episode. That's that's still a W. It's there still a win. Yeah. And, and following up a huge win uh, at the at the show. <laughs> yeah. We oversold tickets. Give them yes, the stat. Yeah. I was going to say, give them the stats. Wait, Do we have stats? I don't know how many. They haven't given me the money yet. I should probably reach out. <laughs> Are we going to well, have to burn down third <laughs> right. for right. our It's a W with the money. They had that festival going on. Oh, shit, they do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's yeah. right. If I'm not collecting on my VIG, I'm getting some serious fucking agita over here. So I need to fucking know if I need to go over there with a baseball bat and a couple of fucking mooks and tune up on them. Okay. Sorry. I just started rewatching Sopranos again. So nice. Uh, yeah. I didn't notice. <laughs> It's funny you say that. You just thought Sam was sitting here for a second. There's been a bunch of... I did. I really thought it was Sam Capasso (laughs) in the room with me. That was crazy. There's been a bunch of Godfather clips popping up on my TikTok, and now I'm really like in the mood to watch The Godfather. Yeah. Godfather's good. It's great. You know, I still haven't seen Godfather Part 2. Oh, no? I know. It's good. I hear that. It's really good. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Anyway, uh, this is Jamie. Uh, We are going to be led today by the wonderful... Carlton. Carlton. Oh, Carlton, you. come thank on. You. Thank you. Sling guys. yourself in there. All He's right. back and blacker than ever. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> Hi, I'm Austin. <laughs> if you couldn't tell. <laughs> Hi, I'm Joseph. <laughs> and I'm Grant. God damn it, Austin. <laughs> Listen, man, we're back. I got to swing for the fences. Right at the top, though. You know what I mean? Right. Like, we have nine innings to you play, gotta stri- like, uh, dude, You got to set the tone. That's hey, what man, you got to right. do. Blacker tone the berry, set. the sweeter the juice. Yeah. I say, let's juice Carlton right now. I'm going to squeeze him. Mm. Mm. Okay, so uh, we're lowering the bar right off the top. I love it. Yeah, right, that's the game. It. Let's do that's it. It's the name of the game. And today, we're going to start off with our opening bit. Uh, Grant's going to lead us on... A surprise bit. A surprise bit. A surprise story. Yeah. So I've yet to decide or determine rather if this is worthy of a full episode. One, it might not be real, but let's all pretend it is real for the sake of it. For the sake of today. This came from, I don't do social media. My wife does though. And so she saves things for me and like makes me sit down. It's, it's kind of adorable actually. She's like, I saved some stuff for you. And I'm like, Ugh, but I'm busy. And then she shows me her version of highlights of social media. So she saves little videos and stuff. That's She's probably the best way to experience it. Yeah, it's really. the sweetest oh, thing in the world. Oh, she has a folder for you? It's the sweetest thing in the whole world. That's so cute. It really is. And you're blushing. I am a little bit. And uh, so Aww. I'll sit on the couch. And I'm annoyed at first, but I'm like, oh, I think I understand social media. And then I'll get on social media myself. And I'm like, this fucking sucks. <laughs> I hate everything about this. And I'm like, oh, she has like filtered it for me. <laughs> she has taken whatever her algorithm is giving her, picked the like choices bits of that right. and then presented it to you. It's exactly. like how I don't have social needs either, but mm-hmm. then you guys will send me stuff and I'll just be like, Oh, you know, maybe Instagram and TikTok are pretty worthwhile. And then yeah, like then you get on. Yeah. It's not. Yeah. No. It's, yeah. yeah. Nothing yeah. like having everybody's insecurities shoved down your throat. It's fantastic. I know. Yeah. 24 yeah. seven. See, right. I heavily disagree. I think it's all about the type of content that you consume. Cause there's tons of like, a hilarious content. There's tons of like educational content. You can really learn a lot of cool stuff 
Sure. Oh. No. Well, yeah, but it's like finding sure. like a idiot's guide to like whatever in a big pile of diarrhea and like racial slurs. Yeah. Jeez. And horrible That's takes. True. It's it's I mean, I'm kind of with Joseph on this. Like it's going to a, like a horrifically dumb and racist bar and then like mingling enough till you finally find that one other person that's there that's like, why are we here? This sucks. Yeah, what do you know? What do you like to talk about? I don't and then like the like, idea. Oh, this is cool. Yeah. I that don't one like, person in the room. Mm-hmm. I don't like the algorithm. I don't like that. If I watch one thing, it's like, Oh, this guy is obviously a dude. So now whenever he's scrolling through reels, it's like, we're going to throw this, this like, yeah. thirst trap at him. Yeah. And we're going to shove this like guns, hey, butts, right. deer, what is trucks? What yeah. does it mean to really be a man? Yeah. You know, yeah. or, uh, there's like this, there's this podcast now where it's like this dude who talks to a bunch of like women about sex work and all this stuff. And it's like, Oh, the Joe Rogan. Podcast. No, 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 no. <laughs> it's like the whatever podcast or something like that. And is uh, he like trying to convince them to like get out of it or is he just asking them? He's yeah. He's being condescending. Yeah. 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 Talking about how like you will never get a high value man. Right. Exactly. (laughs) He's pretty, pretty pretty (laughs) shot in the dark. Right. Bullseye. Right. (laughs) Right. Do you know what it says to a man? If you uh, post naked photos on the internet for money, it says you post naked photos of yourself on the internet for money and he's not going to like you. And then she's like, I'm a millionaire. I don't <laughs> fucking care. Right, right. <laughs> right. Anyway. There he is. Grant, what you got? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So this is something that, that my wife Grace showed me, and I was like, holy fucking shit. This is incredible. It needs to be in Murder Schmurder. Let's just go ahead and play it. All right. Dating Saga, I had heard a story this morning about a gal in Nashville that had um, been kissing a guy at a bar, and um, she got his number, and then she went home, woke up on Saturday morning with a raging rash on her face. Well, she went to the doctor. The doctor said, hey, what have you been doing? Have you been switching up your lipstick or whatnot? She said, no, I don't I don't think anything's different. Um, well, so they swabbed it, and they sent it off for cultures, and they came back, and they said, we absolutely need the name of the person that you were kissing and she said why what's going on and he said well the only way that you can get that rash is from dead bodies <gasps> no they went they explored the um <laughs> the mysterious guy's house and they found four dead bodies <gasps> that he had been eating so yeah um if you've been eating dead people um i'm not your gal swipe swipe left <laughs> all right so that was a like a reaction video which by the way i let me pause the actual content. Are we about to get a dad-like rant on the whole genre of reaction yes, videos? Okay. you are. Because I have some things to say about reaction Good. videos, but I want to hear what you got to say. First of all, if it's worth for me to watch, I don't need to see some other dumbass watching it and just saying, whoa, that's crazy. Because if it's actually crazy, <laughs> I'm going to fucking say that's crazy <sighs> as the viewer in that moment. The- and now they're stacking. So the one that I <laughs> sent to Jamie to play for us to listen to just now, there are two people reacting to this one person <laughs> telling a story. So apparently there's some like famous-ish person on social media oh an influencer that's like oh that's crazy and now there's a third person being like oh i'm watching the reaction of the reaction like i'm tired of this fucking xerox bullshit that's happening no the worst is when they're just like pointing and nodding at the thing yeah Yeah. they're like listen to this part and you're like 
fuck I want I to punch you. And I know that we are doing a version of that right now. I do, the irony is <laughs> hey, not lost on me. I promise. Our, our, <laughs> listen, our listeners are not are not watching a video currently. They know we're hypocrites. Yeah. It's okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're, we're not reacting. We're responding. Yeah. Ah, there yeah. you go. See? Thank, Thank you, Carl. Carl. Thank you. Be here every week, please. <laughs> <laughs> I will say I also don't like how it seems like whenever I'm trying to find a video to show someone something, it inevitably ends up being a reaction video. And like exactly 99% of reaction videos, probably 99.6% are just hot garbage. I don't, I don't get them. They're usually not funny and it seems weird that there's so many. And like you said, the kind of Mobius strip of reaction videos turning into more reaction videos, turning into more reaction videos to where it's so bastardized and clipped. You can't even find the original clip anymore. Sorry. I know there was uh, just, yeah. yeah. Never mind. They, we, we can go way too far down this rabbit hole. The old man corner thing. with Joseph and Grant. <laughs> yeah, seriously. <laughs> yeah, but but with, doing the old man corner though isn't a lot of that just having a bad algorithm. Because I don't Thank see you. any of that. Thank you. <laughs> well, I think that like, I see it, but I don't see like an abundant. You couldn't of handle my algorithm. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't have one. So, <laughs> oh no, you have an algorithm. Even if you're not on social media, if you just have a phone. You have an algorithm. That's fair. If, if I take Jamie's Google or Austin's Google, Carlson's Grants, if I take any of y'all's Google and put in like uh, something that's happening right now, like Gaza, you know, if I put in Gaza, I'm going to get a different reaction off of y'all's phone or different news mm, course, than what mine will get. Do not look at my Google. I never would. Noted. That's what I'm saying. We can't handle each other's algorithms. Do not look at my, my Google. My only, my only request is don't type PO on my phone. <laughs> <laughs> Copy that. Right. Now moving on. For real, though, if this is real, mm-hmm. this is just the like, okay, you remember um, COVID times? Sort of. On Vaguely. Broadway. <laughs> in uh, Kid Rock's big ass honky tonk, <laughs> there was some dumb motherfucker started swinging uh, his colonoscopy bag around the that. dance floor, right? So he was yeah. literally spraying liquid shit on everyone. Mm. Before we had fully released all the restrictions on being in a public space together. And I remember in that moment, I was like, yeah, that's fucking Broadway. That's like the, just the epitome of Broadway. This story now has replaced it in the sense that a girl meets, girl meets boy, right? They hit it off. They kiss a little bit. They exchange exchange numbers and she's being responsible. And it's like, no. I'm going home or I'm going with my girlfriends, but you got my number, hit me up. And then wakes up with this fucking rash, goes to the doctor and finds out she could only get this rash by either eating people or making out with somebody that's eating people. This is now the quintessential Broadway experience to me personally. It's a hell of a meat cute. I'll give it that. Yeah. <laughs> like I, now I want to write that movie. <laughs> My favorite part is this guy like probably like ate a, like a couple of toes and then just went out without brushing his teeth. Yeah. Yeah. It really speaks yeah. to this guy's hygiene right. practices. Yeah. yeah. I mean, if you're trying to lure women in, cause I mean, he's, he's already got four at his place. Apparently they, they apparently found four bodies at this dude's place. I need to look into it more to try and get some details, but you're right. You're going to like evade the police for this long to have at least four people yeah. that you're, you're snacking on. You're going out into public to either just, just have a good time, maybe make out with a nice girl or find your next victim, which is more than likely. Mm-hmm. You're not going to brush your teeth. Right. See, you, you know what I mean? 
You don't have to wash your face. My bigger problem is like like a white person problem to me personally. Probably yes. Like my bigger beef is so I would imagine you don't get the rash if you're eating cooked meat. So is this guy making like human tartare and then just (laughs) cute little snack? (laughs) Little little boy dinner, yeah. Yeah. And then he's just like, "Mm, I'm gonna hit the town. You know, I'm I'm on one today. (laughs) I I bet you he's got like lucky. He's got like (laughs) (laughs) he's just got like raw fingers and ranch. (laughs) (laughs) Do you think he like washes their hands? Like you know, you're supposed to wash your hands. Do you think he like cuts off the hand and washes the hand? I would say you have to. Yeah, kind of like a head of lettuce. Do you think he's like an anime character with a piece of toast hanging out of out of his mouth? Like get like late for school, like running out the door. Like I was supposed to be at Merchants half an hour ago. You know, just run into the Uber. Shout out to Merchants. (laughs) (laughs) Merchants, the number one bar to eat people in. Uh, Place burned down. So yes, if you can get in there, it's a great place to snack on some people. Great place to eat. Hashtag dead. I I think when you first told me this, my biggest question was I want like the Venn diagram of people that eat people and still got like the ability to mac on girls. Mm -hmm. Because like he kills four people. He's snacking on like that's some deranged next level shit. He's a fucking monster. Yeah. But then he's still able to like pull in the girl like that's granted. We don't know how the girl looks. That's a good point. That's true. That's a good point. She could be desperate. She could be ugly. Back up off my guy. (laughs) (laughs) We could have uh, Mr. Handsome. Why am I fucking forgetting about him? Um, Bundy. Thank you. Mm. We could have a Ted Bundy situation going on. He could be a handsome fucking deranged man. Like a Bundy or a Dexter. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, Or a third example. (laughs) (laughs) Again, I just want to know the Venn diagram. Like for cannibals. Like how? Like what's the percentage of cannibals that you know can still still know, pull? Yeah, still pull. Um, <laughs> I mean, Jeffrey I mean, Dahmer. I would say all of them because they're all labeled cannibals. You're not a cannibal if you can't pull. I don't think that's true. But Austin you know, kind of has a point. <laughs> are, are I think I get what he's saying here. Okay. No, no, no wordplay. Word okay, no, okay, just okay. you got to get a person you to get, eat. Like, yeah, so you like, have to trap a person to eat. You gotta, you gotta have some kind of cunningness about you. What's the best way to make a human trap? Your words. Mm. Mm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 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 What are human relationships but big prolonged traps? Yeah. Sometimes you get locked into a loveless marriage. Sometimes you get eaten. You know. Right. I mean, I flip that coin. I wonder what this guy's pickup (laughs) lines are. Hey, baby, I'd like to eat you out. That's what I was just thinking. Like, he's like, why don't you come over to my place tonight? I'll cook you dinner. I plan to eat you out, baby. And then she's just like, oh, oh yeah. Like texting her girlfriend's like, he's, he's, you know, it's only the third day, but he's treating me so nice. He on, he said on the Tinder chat that he eats ass. Yeah. <laughs> 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 well, I think that one won. Carlton, what you got for us this week? Eat me, yeah. eat me you sure? <laughs> Okay, guys, we're going to talk about murder, but in a different way. <laughs> okay. All right. Gonna, in a good way. What y'all know about murder? Talk, let's, let's, let's talk about murder and how it invaded hip hop. Oh, okay. 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 All right. See where we're going? I, I think see. So. Blap, blap. Let's do it. What are we thinking? What are we thinking? Well, my first thought is us finally, oh. us talking about them finally catching uh, the motherfucker that killed Tupac. But I don't know. 
I don't think oh. he, I don't think he was the one who killed him. I don't either. But they've got a. Uh, I think there's more to that. Do you know that Tupac's mom escaped prison and like uh fucking fled to uh, Cuba? I think it was his aunt. Was it? Was it? I think it was his aunt. That's wild. It might have been, yeah. But yeah, I saw that the other day, and I was just like, hell, revolutionaries. Hell mm. yeah, dude. Tupac. I mean, it, mm. I, I love the topic already, because, you know, when you look at the beginnings of hip-hop, it, I mean, it's very tame. Like, Sugar Hill and the gang, like, yeah. they're talking about, like, also, having a good time. Yeah. Stepping mm. on my feet. Right. <laughs> we know I like gr- rap. Stepping on the beat. Like, you know, this is very, like... Went to the grocery store. I got some meat. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I saw this girl. I said, hey. <laughs> I said, hey, 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 hey. And now hey. you turn on the radio. It's like, I saw... Boom, 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 boom. <laughs> like, what happened? It was a pretty stark, like... Like, it was only a few yeah. years, I feel like, when it was just like... It was like, oh, having a good time. Bam! Like... And bam, gangster rap. Yeah, yeah, exactly. yeah. But now, I mean, even I'm not like having and, a good time. Even in gangster rap, like like Tupac went to art school, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know what yeah. I mean, like yeah. Didn't he act too? Yeah, he acted. Well, fun and, fact uh, about fun fact about Tupac. Tupac was not a gangster. No, because exactly. he was an actor. Like yeah. he was like it was kind of, he was kind of fronting, and then well, he got turned into he got involved with gangsters. Right. And then, uh, he um, what's the word I'm looking for? He ended up, um, what's the word I'm looking for? When you hand something off to somebody. I feel like um, he faked it till he made it. And well, he was always a problem he, for He was him, always an artistic guy, always talented. But then, you know, that whole meeting up with Suge. Suge was really yeah. From, yeah. from the streets. A lot of yeah. people debate, you know, his realness or whatnot. But right. him linking up with Tupac, being around some real life people, he in- inherited. That's the word I'm looking for. Yes. Yeah. Some real beef and it ended up ending his life. Right. Exactly. Yeah. And I mean, like, he was actually living that life by the time that he was at actually famous. You know what I mean? Like, he was in that world. Which world? Like, the gangster rap world. You know what I mean? The rap. Yeah. Not the gangster. Well, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Gotta yeah. be careful what you pretend to be. Well, mm-hmm. you end up becoming... If you listen to, like, a lot of Tupac's earlier work, he is not... Like, he talks about being gangster, but while not also being gangster himself. Like, when he's explaining, like... Didn't he... Have, he had the gangster, like, on on uh, on his uh, abdomen. Thug and, life? Mm-hmm. Thug life, thank you. And then yeah. he kind of explained more about what it meant to him. Um, but, yeah, he didn't really become the essence of, like, uh, gangster rap until he went to prison and only got out because of Suge Knight. Mm-hmm. And pretty much Suge Knight right. owned him at that point. Um and yeah, more or less, yeah. Um, you're right. So you have to imagine like someone who went to prison and you know, in his defense, he says it was under false pretenses. So he has so much anger, so much resentment. And then you have Suge Knight who's just like, Yeah, let's go to Las Vegas and beat the shit out of him. There's like a fucking lunatic mm-hmm. who suddenly like you now owe a pretty heavy debt to of all people, I don't know, Suge Knight's a bad one to have Which is the cra- your ass. The crazy thing about life, right? You have people who make smart decisions. You have people who make dumb decisions, and you have people who are just lucky. Tupac made a dumb decision. Suge Knight is a bad guy. I like this lifestyle. Saw what happened. Mm-hmm. Dr. Dre, smart decision. Mm-hmm. I'm out. <laughs> yeah. You see, where, yeah. He, you see where, he, where he's at? You see where Suge Now I sell at. headphones. Snoop Dogg. <laughs> I mean, he's got like a couple of hundred thousand dollars. I oh, think, yeah. dude. You know? yeah. yeah. Dre Plus was a billion. straight up smart. <laughs> Seriously. Yeah. Snoop Dogg, yeah. lucky. Yes, you think Snoop Dogg is lucky? Yeah, lucky. he was. He was there. He was involved. Yeah, he yeah, was and, there. and he's a certified crook. He yep. is, but I would say 
Lucky in the sense of that he didn't get caught up in the foolishness. Oh, I mean, he he was facing a charge. He was, what was he facing? Murder. 25 Murder to life? was the case. That yeah. Day. yeah. But yeah. he was like facing 25 to life, remember mm-hmm. correctly? Yes, he was. Um, on that on that part, yes, I will say he was lucky. But as far as like making business moves and then like, yeah, yeah, as yeah. far as his career goes, no, no, no. Yeah, yeah. like I would say he's a very smart guy. Dude, he's a goddamn genius. Have y'all seen as- Snoop's cookbook? <laughs> it's so funny because it's so like, it, it just feels like Snoop wrote it in an afternoon. There's literally a whole section of him just talking about cereals. And he's like, Fruit Loops, they're really good. I like them because they're fruity. And then it's like, <laughs> it's like Honey Nut Cheerios. Honey Nut Cheerios are really good. I like them because they're honey nutty. <laughs> Hell yeah. That's awesome. Also, yeah, like, dude, keep many, on going. How many copies do you think he sold? Oh, unbelievable. Lot. And those are hardcover, nice looking books. But he has too. so many you know hustles. I don't even think he cares. He doesn't. Yeah, he has so many endorsements mm-hmm. and so many other things. Like, mm-hmm. so anyways, hop yeah. in. This sounds okay, cool. Okay. All right, I'm excited. So, I'm like, in. like Jamie hinted to, let's talk about hip hop. You know, I think we talk about um, where it's at now as far as uh, the murder rap. That's what a lot of people are calling it. Um, you know, which is different from gangster rap, in my opinion. Gangster right. rap is more of a generic. I saw a guy. I'm walking with my AK. Blah blah. Murder yeah. gangs. Uh, murder yeah. rap is more like I saw this guy at this light. Night, night, right? You know what I'm saying? Actually, right, detailing right, right. murders. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying in your songs. Mm-hmm. Um, but hip hop didn't start like that. Like we said earlier, it started in the Bronx, 1970s. We we know that by a guy named DJ Cool Kirk, which was in the Bronx. That's your guy. <laughs> it started at a a house party where he ended up doing. He ended up isolating like the drum pattern, and you know, which is that the part that everybody kind of likes to dance to. And, you know, that's kind of what started hip-hop. It was at a, a lot of people say the day is August 11th, <clears throat> 1973. Um, they formed the Holy Trinity. Not formed, but it's like it's three DJs in particular that kind of like took hip-hop to the next level, mm-hmm. all from the Bronx. DJ Cool Herc, African Bombada, and Grandmaster Flash. They're known as the Holy Trinity, mm-hmm. right? And that's when hip-hop turned into, um, it turned into more. You know, it had the breakdancing, graffiti, the fashion part it turned into a culture. It went from the sound and a house party to this is a thing. This is what we're doing. We are hip hop. Yeah. So what ended up happening, like we joked earlier, hip hop was very, um, I throw the mic to my guy, Sam. Sam with the cam. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And then uh, what ended up happening, Grandmaster Flash had a song called The Message. Um, Don't push me. Cause I'm close to, so it's like putting, ha, 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 ha. yeah, putting real life experiences into music, and um, we can't play it, but I thought I had the lyrics pulled up, but we, we know the song. Um, he's uh, in there. He's talking about how broken bottles in the uh, broken bottles everywhere. Yeah, you know, dope fiends and stuff like that, and actually, like you know, talking about. A real life experience versus right. I'm at a party. Right. I like the freestyle. Yeah, and he's kind of outlining the hardships of of living in the Bronx as like a like underpaid black man at the time. You know what I mean? Crack epidemic. Yeah. Right. He made it real. Like he stopped mm-hmm. being like, "Hey, this is something you can put on at a party," and like, "Hey, I'm trying to say something." Exactly. exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the thing is, so he's speaking on his experience. Everybody has different experiences. That's when we go to Los Angeles. We're dealing with a whole different thing. Mm-hmm. We're like there. That's gangster rap, you know. Ice T colors, 
you know what I'm saying? They're dealing with the Reagan, um, what was, what's the word? The Reagan, um, Reaganomics. 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 Yeah. <laughs> We're all dealing with Reaganomics now, baby. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> at that point out there, they're, you know, they're clapping birds, you know, to make sure that like the neighborhood is safe kind mm-hmm. of a thing. And it's absolutely safe from the police mm-hmm. kind of a deal, which it gets so entrenched in something that cops are just coming in to fuck people up, mm-hmm. you know? No, I'm with you. And that's ahead. that's how that's how you get groups like NWA. Yeah, you know, uh, well, if you're going to take it back to the East Coast, that's how you get Public Enemy. Mm-hmm. You know, um, but Ice T, he he's not he's not political. He's like, hey, I'm from, he's in the hood. Uh, he's from a crip hood. Yep. Um, you know, his his he's saying, I'm a nightmare walking, psychopath talking, king of my jungle, just a gangster stalking, living life like a firecracker, quick as my fuse. Then dead as a death pack, the colors I choose. Red or blue, cuz our blood, it just don't matter. Sucker die for your life when my shotgun scatters. We gangs of LA, we never die, we just multiply. Gangster rap. That's goddamn powerful. <laughs> yeah. And kind of horrifying if you think about it. And like, crazy that Ice T ended up playing a cop on Law and Order, <laughs> isn't it? Like <laughs> <laughs> I remember the first time I saw Ice T like that like I saw him like starring in an episode and I was like, "Oh shit, that's Ice T." And then he like got into the front of a cop car and I was like, "Well, hold up. What's going on?" <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Ice T, which is what we were talking about earlier. You have people who make smart decisions, dumb decisions. Yeah. I think you have people who, um, you know, there's nothing wrong with coming from these communities and things like that. But if you got to exit, you take it. Yeah. Well, yeah, hell yeah. You take it. You know, I mean, I love all y'all here right now. But if something I do gives me some crazy fucking contract for me to flit over to L.A., I'm probably going to take it. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. yeah. Why wouldn't uh, you? Yeah. yeah. You got you to fly. Yeah. You, you got to take your opportunities. I think that's true with them. all of us. Yeah. You fly, you try to uplift. Exactly. I mean, that's like where you see a lot of like hip hop stars, especially who will like send back money and like, will like build like resources for people where it's like, mm-hmm. Hey, yeah. Like we all love each other and we all like represent where we're from, but we also have a duty to it and to try to like help uplift each other. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But if I get an exit, I'm taking it. <laughs> yeah, but also I gotta get mine real quick. Right. Yeah, yeah. I, I do want to say if you got if when you guys make it, take care of yourself first. Right. Yeah, yeah. Send me a cash out for like twenty thousand when you make it. <laughs> make Don't sure, block me. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Still follow me on Instagram, but make sure your debts are paid off. But, and all uh, that. Don't forget your day ones. Come on, man. <laughs> well, of course. I think I think if that whatever happened, I I would probably make I would probably send like a my first like 10 grand to you guys. Oh, yeah. Get you guys off the ground. Sweet. Us. You guys. Us. Like I'm like, <laughs> like I'm going to be the savior of this. Sure. How <laughs> quickly Austin just took himself out of the group. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Merge, merge like, below listen, me. <laughs> when I make it, I'm going to come back. <laughs> no, that's not what I'm, what I'm stuck no, on. I 10 that's grand. I know. 10 grand ain't shit. What are you talking about? What do you I mean? mean more wow. Grant is going to turn away yeah. 10 grand. Yeah. I don't even know you guys. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Fine. I'll keep it. I'll, t- I'll take. I'll just. I'll cut. just say. Yeah, Grant said that. I'm totally yeah. about some ten yeah, we'll, grand. We'll split his ten grand. Don't ten grand ain't shit. I'll Go cut ahead. you out. That's fine. <laughs> it's something. That's that's two grand for each of us here. Hang on. I thought you were going ten grand each. What? 
I can do that too. Our if money I make is it. tearing us apart. We don't even have it. <laughs> this, this, this is how it starts. Money is killing us. This is how it starts. This, this is, is like starts. playing Monopoly. We're all monsters. <laughs> I thought you loved me. <laughs> so let's take it back. Uh, like I said, we're at the West Coast. Now we're at, um, you know, Los Angeles. Gang culture is uh, starting to develop. What ended up happening was um, the Crips farm which is uh, a lot of people say they're either off branch of the Black Panther Party mm-hmm. or they're just a group of guys who just idolized the Black Panther Party. And what they ended up doing was saying, hey, we need to come together to protect our neighborhoods, you know what I'm saying, from outside threats, from the police, yeah. you know what I'm saying, things like that. So um, Stanley Tookie Williams, Raymond Washington, 1969, from the Crips. Right. Um, originally stood for community resources for independent people. Um, but what ended up happening was... Uh, you can start something that's that's supposed to be powerful, was yeah. supposed to be political. Um, you know, um, people have misunderstandings, people have beefs, and just the just people pride get to themselves and um you get unorganized and things like that. You end up bullying people. Uh the Crips had a very a mindset of um get down or lay down, you're either with us or against us. Right. And uh, people who weren't with them said, nah, fuck that. We the Bloods. You guys are familiar with Bloods, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So they end up forming the Bloods, 1972, which was uh, um, just, like I said, a direct uh, response to what the Crips were doing. Like, we're just going to be the opposition. Um, they, they, It was an influence that was felt around the world. Like, everybody has Crips and Bloods. Like, I'm from a small state, South Carolina, and it's like people saying they're Crips. I'm like, How? Yeah, I mean, look, I, I, I'm from Birmingham, Alabama. I went to, in high school, I went to a bowling alley in Birmingham. And I was, as a teenager, I was figuring myself out, right? Like, I love, like, classic rock, and I was wearing, like, the bell bottoms and the flowery shirts, and I had a moment where I was, like, rocking bandanas on my hip, like, mm-hmm. trying to be the, like, old school 70s You're a teenager, you're trying stuff out. I'm trying stuff out, right? It just happened to be blue, right? Mm. But I had a bandana on. And I, in my brain, I'm like a member of Led Zeppelin or Aerosmith or whatever. You know what I mean? And I had some dudes come up to me like, <laughs> take that shit off right now. <laughs> and I'm like, ow, you're a lot older than me. I don't know who you are. You could have it. Like, <laughs> I'm sorry. Do you have to blow your nose? What's wrong? <laughs> I'm sorry right now. I'm sorry. Know? Is blue your favorite color? <laughs> you can have it. No, like, no. But to be fair, I'm from Birmingham, so I know what they were saying. Mm-hmm. Like, the, yeah. the second they approached me, I was like, man, my bad. You know, like, we're red here. Cool. You know I, mean? like, I respect you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This was this was bloods talking to me, kind of a thing. I had a I, mean? I had a fake gangster moment, um, middle school when Snoop Dogg dropped uh, "Drop It Like It's Hot." Yeah, yeah, yeah. He yeah. had a line where he said, um, "I keep a blue rag hanging on my backside, but yeah. only on the left side." Yeah, yeah that's my crip, crip side. side. I googled it. and I was like, "Yep, I'm a crip." <laughs> I didn't talk to anybody. I didn't have any meetings. I was like, I'm a crip, and I was in, I was in class at, at home. I was a good, quiet boy. But when I was mm-hmm. at uh, school, hey, hey, I'm throwing up gang signs yeah. hey, and everything. Yeah. Um, I, I caught on to the internet very uh, early, and mm-hmm. I would see these interviews of like gangsters, like, "Hey, this is my experience game banging." Forget what your favorite rapper is saying. This is what I experienced. Yeah. I killed this guy. I got 55 years in prison. Mm-hmm. You know, I did this for a friend. He turned his back on me. He's right. doing the living his life. I got life behind prison. It's like, I'm good. 
Yeah. Yeah. yeah for sure. I'm, I'm good. I mean, like, on that same note, like, where I'm from, <coughs> at my young age, like, I learned how to throw the blood up, right? Mm-hmm. I'm not going to do it right now. I actually, I mean, nobody here is going to fight you. Yeah, I don't <laughs> think. I'm not going to stand up and be like, you piece of shit. I'll you tripping, cuz? Kill you. You tripping, cuz? Okay, I'll throw up the blood. I'll throw up the blood. You know how to throw up the blood? Come on. Let's throw up the blood. I know how to do it. I just pulled the like, blue flag important. out of my leg. <laughs> I'm a fucking strangler. Somebody's got to die. <laughs> but that's the crazy thing is, is it was just taught to me before mm. I understood what it actually meant. You know what I mean? And I felt repercussions as a child, not even really knowing what the fuck I was doing. I was mm-hmm. just emulating my friends and stuff. I also learned how to do a fucking sea walk, you know? <laughs> Hell and yeah. Am I finding nice. out that you were more gangster than me? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how to feel about this. <laughs> we're I gotta, all, I gotta we're, go rob somebody. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying, I know how to do a sea walk. I know how to throw up a blood sign, but like, I was never part of any of that shit. We gotta fight. <laughs> <laughs> we're all finding out about Grant right, right. now. <laughs> I feel yeah. left out in like the weirdest way because like a Dude, lot I'm of like him, my uh, gang experiences were like Latin based. Because mm-hmm. what? I've actually got a couple of MS-13 fans. Yeah. Like friends. Uh, I'm so sorry. You got some MS-13 fans? Friends. Oh. Sorry. We might have MS-13 fans. I thought you said a lot of your gay experiences were Latin-based. <laughs> I swear to God, that's what I thought you said. Yeah. And I was like, I mean, kind of unrelated, but go off, King. Like, let's hear about it. Like, right. His reference. name was Romero. <laughs> yeah. Antonio Banderas. Angelo. We all had a thing for Antonio <laughs> Banderas. Who the fuck doesn't have a thing for Antonio Banderas? Off topic, I'm sorry, but... But no, I feel what you're saying, and um, which is interesting, right? Because I, when you look into gangs, so to kind of be the opposite of what you're saying, where mm-hmm. you're like you're taught this. So a lot of people in these communities that are taught these, uh, taught these things, but it's like they there is no off switch, right? You know what I'm saying? There is no go home to a nice house. You know, they, like me, I was I, like I said, I went through like a year of pretending to be a crip. My mom did not play that at home. <laughs> you know what I mean? Sure. Yeah. But, but you know, so um, like we said, uh, so we have we talk about the message, right, and how they're um, putting like personal experiences—not necessarily personal experience, but like what's going on in the community, right? Mm-hmm. But um, no, nobody was really putting personal beefs. You know what I'm saying? With uh, what's going on with the drugs, what's what's going on with the killings and the murders. Um, nobody's going back and rapping like I said. Hey, I saw such and such, and we did such and such, right? Then you have Fifty Cent. Yeah. yeah, 50 Cent. A lot of people, which is what I don't like about hip-hop, right? Well, just life in general. Every generation talks down about the next generation. So we look at what guys are doing with drill music, um, which we're going to talk about. Uh, we look at what people are doing in Chicago, mm-hmm. uh, what they're doing in New York, what they're doing in Florida. And we're like, oh, they're disrespecting dead people or they're talking about gang beef. And I was like, this has been going on for a while. Like 50 Cent was a real thing. Yes. I will like, say I do love UK drill. I can't get into it. Really? I can't. I just, I don't know what they're saying. Uh, I mean, I don't, don't really have to. either. Yeah, it's just awesome. Like one of my favorite rappers right now <laughs> is uh, Central C. Central C. Yeah. But hold up. Think about the fact, the whole point, if we had two angles here, right? Someone that enjoys the music, someone that understands every word they're saying and gets the message. Those are two different things. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, if you love music, you listen to the music. If you love lyrics, you listen to the lyrics. It's two different viewpoints. You know what I mean? 
I like to know what I'm listening to. Sure. That's sure. that's another reason why I never got into like the hard down like gangster game. I mean, I'll listen to it, I I hear it, but I don't if I'm trying to like get like pumped up for a club or yep. something like that, I might put something on, but I just I I got to know what I'm listening to. Yeah. And like, it, but if you're talking about club, look at uh fucking um ah oh shit, that like drop in, drop out um that club banger that Lamar put out forever Lamar? ago. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Kendrick Lamar that he put out forever ago. That club banger. Uh, that was, swimming pools? Yeah. That was against drinking too much. Yeah. That was kind of anti-club mentality of just going in, seeing all the bright lights, taking too many drugs, drinking too much. Mm. But that became a club banger. Because people weren't actually listening to the lyrics. They were just enjoying the music mm-hmm. of that song. I mean, it's something to think about, something to talk about. I mean, yeah. I would say, like, even, uh, I want to say, even in interviews, like, he's talked about, like, how he kind of plays the game. Like, even though he likes to talk about very real problems in life, yeah. he, I tries to pick in at least every one of his albums. Like, here's the song that's going to, you know, set it off, like in the club and whatnot, to help sales. Swimming Pools was, like, that song in yes. Good Kid, Mad City. Um, Which is but, interesting because that's how genius he is, right? To be able to do, like, a bullshit song but make it that dope. Yeah. 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 I will ask, though, anti that, yeah. When, Carlton, when you say when you uh, know a song... Or like know the lyrics? Do you mean like you like understand them and relate to them, or do you mean like like you no, just I know the lyrics and understand? I, I just have to know the lyrics. Okay, I don't I don't like listening to something like even like like modern day rappers where it's like, hey, we're speaking English. And I'm like, you're speaking English, but I have no idea what you're saying. Like the auto tune, whatever. Young Thug, I can't listen to Young Thug because he does the auto tune thing with his voice. Mm-hmm. Saw him live where he didn't have it. I'm like, yo, this guy's awesome. Right. I could I could I can rock with that version of Young Thug, but just yeah. listening to him in my car, I, I have to know what you're saying. Yeah, yeah, because you you you'll what ended up happening is you'll well you'll listen to a rap song and you don't know what they're saying. You look at the lyrics and you're like, oh, you're talking about somebody. Then I I want to ask, are you familiar with Schoolboy Q? Yes. Like, what are your thoughts on him then? Because it, I love listening to Schoolboy Q in general, but especially when I'm working out, especially his earlier work, but when you see like his lyrics are all all talk about crip and gangbanging, but when you see him in interviews and it gets brought up, he gets very emotional and he doesn't want to talk about it. Um and like uh if you're familiar with Nardwar, uh mm-hmm. an interviewer who has interviewed a lot of rappers. Yeah, he do the inside knowledge. Yeah, and you know, like he brought up uh a lot of like crip and blood warfare and Schoolboy Q was like, I don't want to talk about that. Like let let's just move on to the next thing. Yeah, well, it's probably. So. I mean, it's real. You know, yeah. I mean, you don't want to talk about people you lost and like. You know, I mean, at the end of the day, you know, when you have like shit like that, it's not like every crip and blood is like just straight up murdering people every single day. But I mean, when you're in it and you're living it, I mean, you don't want to talk about that shit. You know, I think I think um, and I actually like Scuba Q. He's one of my my favorites. Um, I haven't. He hasn't put out anything recently where I'm just like, oh, he's back. You know, I feel like yeah. there's like a dip a little bit. Mm-hmm. But um, but I love Schoolboy Q, especially there's a lot of rap. There's certain rappers for me where it's like you may not be getting it off in the studio, but in interviews on podcasts, you're like, I can't I cannot not watch you. Right. Schoolboy Q was hilarious. 
Yeah, he's a yeah. funny ass dude. Yeah, he's funny. He's funny, fun. and he's authentic. Yes. But he's coming from a place where he's saying, "Hey, I'm a Hoover Crip, and I really, I'm really don't let the cameras fool you. I'm really from this lifestyle." Mm-hmm. So it's like, as far as like him saying, "I don't want to talk about," it, it's like, "Hey, this is not entertainment." Mm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, are you guys familiar with the Breakfast Club? Yeah. He, um, the movie? Of course. <laughs> classic. Classic. John Hughes. Oh, classic. Classic. I'm literally a fly on the wall over here. I have really no idea what you guys are talking about. <laughs> it's okay. It's okay. We just, hey, we're I'm, all learning. I'm learning. Yeah, we're right. I'm, I'm, we're right. Yeah. So, so he had an interview, right, where, um, where um, somebody, he just put out an album. And somebody's asking him, um, hey, why aren't you happy? You know, like, like you just put out an album. You should be good. Like, yo, one of my one of my friends just got a life sentence. Like, he just got like 100 years in prison. And it's like, um, that, that really messed me up. He's one of the guys who put me on the set that I'm on. You know what I'm saying? Like, he's yeah. one of the guys who introduced me to this lifestyle. He's the reason I have this content to present to you guys. Right. Just got 100 years. And um, the interview was like, well, I know you got him a good lawyer, right? He's like, yeah, there's nothing I could do. Which mm-hmm. is a sad part. Like I said, we're talking about murder. And, um, you know, uh, um, a lot of people are, like, influenced to go out here and be in gangs and stuff like that. But it's like, not everybody makes it. You know, not everybody is going to get out and get a record deal. Not everybody's going to get out and, and just have a lavish lifestyle. You can take a L. You know, and, and, and you have to go through real life experiences. That's kind of like why I like listening to Schoolboy. He's kind of like, a, I'm not going to sugarcoat it and make it seem like this is a, a easy thing to do. Right. Yeah. You take losses. So shout out to Schoolboy. But back to 50 Cent. So um, like I said, you, we know 50 in the club. Got like that. Uh, Everybody know 50. Yeah. yeah. But before the, uh, the, um, the uh, politically correct 50... Like 50 was a grimy guy. <laughs> well, I mean, he's not even politically correct. But I was going to say, I don't remember the politically correct <laughs> well, I'm, I'm 50. 50. I see what he's saying, and I get you. 50, yeah, yeah, 50 yeah. Cent now yeah. is a funny guy. He went through a part of his career where he was the tough guy. Mm-hmm. Then he went through a part in his life where he was the gangster guy. Mm-hmm. Now, he got shot. Nine times. A lot, yeah. Mm-hmm. Nine times. Which um, somebody actually went back and uh, made a good point where he's like, you look at those guns that a lot of people have access to now, yeah. you wouldn't have survived that probably. Right? No. People are get, having access to like, like yes. big ass bullets. You wouldn't yes. take nine rounds no, from an seriously. AR. Like yeah. Mini Dracos. Enough, I, I fucking thought about that the other day. Weirdly enough, in that the time in which 50 got shot, if they had anyone had access to those types of guns and bullets, he would definitely be dead. A hundred percent be dead. What if we, you know? instead of trying to control like guns, right? What if we just make them a little less deadly, you know, where you get shot and you're like, ah, it fucking sucks. But like, <laughs> you hey, know, that is a great idea. <laughs> Not just, in my country. Okay? <laughs> just airsoft weapons. <laughs> Don't tread like, on uh, me, I would Joseph. say like a notch above airsoft where you're, you know what I mean? Like. Joseph, don't tread on me. I'm sorry. I'm just trying to step on you lightly. I I want my in 2023, you're going to have some guy in a garage making his own bullet. We yeah, already 3D do. print Always. a gun or something. Yeah, somebody's going to be in the back. Hey, shout out Shinzo Abe. You could just make a gun. Yeah. Dude, I have family members <laughs> making guns. and making I do too. I mean, you know, powerful. but not a, not everyone's and a machinist too. You got you, you got to account for lazy people. Lazy mm-hmm. people just want to buy a gun and shoot someone. You know, you make it harder. <laughs> I mean, if you make something harder, you're going to cut out like 50% of people trying to do it. Right. I just, I just have a, a video in my head of a guy using a, a, 
a downgraded gun just trying to kill you like <laughs> he's just like <laughs> die just laying back there just like <laughs> dude come on Mike. ow that hurts I've been ow, here for a stop. minute like that either hurts. put it in my mouth or to get it go away <laughs> ow that hurts stop. I still love the the cat I think it was Cat Williams he did a bit where he's like um like we can't get guns off the streets but you can make the price of bullets go up and it's like if we're just charged like a thousand dollars per per bullet I mean I'm looking for any solution <laughs> at this point. Anyway, which is not, it's not going to work. No. There's always going to be somebody trying to make a hustle. Yeah. Nah, there's always the black market. Um, so yeah. So, um, so 50 cent, he's a rapper, <laughs> Southside Queens. Um, he's one of the guys who said, uh, cause like I said, at this point, people are saying like more so generic, generic rap stuff. You know, in L.A., they're shouting out their gangs. They're shouting out their sets. 50 Cent is the first guy to, like, in my opinion, from what I... And that's an interesting thing about hip-hop where it's, like, um, there's so much more to learn. But as far as to my knowledge, he was the first guy to actually, like, put personal rap beef in lyrics. Um, he's beefing with a guy from um, from there named Supreme. I don't know if you... Oh, yeah. You remember that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. All right, we're, we're, we're bonding here, man. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't he get brought up by Eminem? Uh, fifty. Yeah, yeah. In the end, yeah. 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 But like yeah. he, he was uh getting a lot of attention because like so. Or I mean, he took him like under it, his yeah. wing a little yeah. bit. So yeah. like prior to getting shot nine times, uh, he was signed to Universal, mm-hmm. and then um record deals essentially or like record companies when they realize like oh you're a liability like you're gonna die or yeah, like yeah. or like you're facing too much crime or too much backlash. Uh, this also happened to Chief Keef, mm-hmm. uh, who. In his heyday was like one of the biggest upcoming rappers at the yes, time, yes. but he just kept getting into so much legal trouble that he got dropped by uh, his his record. Same thing was with Descent. Like the like you got shot nine times. Like mm-hmm. we we're not going to invest the money insurance in you. premiums alone. I mean, <laughs> yeah. so they they dropped him, and then it was because he had already had enough recognition that he was able to get a record deal after that. But right. Uh, for a lot of rappers, that does not happen. Yeah. I was very lucky that Eminem, you know, a very famous, very technically talented rap- rapper. Legend. Um, yeah. yeah. Yes. Uh, he's amazing. I mean, yeah. regardless of him being white, fucking awesome. No, no, I mean, as a rapper. I'm not one of those, he's on. a white guy. I, I, I appreciate talent. Yeah. Like, I, yeah. I, okay, Sam Smith is gay. Sam Smith can sing. Sam Smith is awesome. That's what I'm saying. He's I can like, listen fuck, to it. Fuck I don't, all of his games. Talent, is, talent yeah. is talent. Talent is talent all day. But real life is real life, which to piggyback back to 50 Cent. Yeah, here we go. <laughs> yeah. So he drops Ghetto Quran, um, which he, he um, you know, like like Jamie said, he's involved in a lot of street stuff. Mm-hmm. And he's dropping, uh, so the Ghetto Quran, the reason why that had a lot of controversy is because he's mentioning real life people. You know, it's different from me talking about what I see versus like, like, Making it real, yeah. Like, like this guy sold yeah, drugs, that shit. guy sold yeah. drugs, and yeah. um, it, it created a lot of bad blood, right? Um, he was into it with a guy named Jimmy Hinchman, um, which had a uh, allegedly had something to do with uh, him getting shot nine times. Interesting right. fact: a lot of people say Fifty Cent was the reason Jam Master J was killed. Really? really? That's a theory. Oh shit! That's a theory. The theory is Jam Master J was working with Fifty. They had some type of connection. Uh-huh. People didn't like that. They killed him. Oh shit! Damn. Because the thing, like I said, that you're you're talking about real life situation. Yeah. This, this music is being played at parties, right? Being played on the radio. You're talking about me, right? I have to take away your happiness. Exactly. <laughs> I have to kill yeah, you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Yeah. I'm not because 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 the thing is, um, oh, damn. There's there's a rapper from Sacramento. Um, he also talked about um some real life gangster stuff that he was involved in. His name is Mozzie, and he let uh in less than twelve. He did a video with one of his friends. In less than twenty four hours, that friend he did a video with was killed. But he, the thing is, he he admitted the person, the people I was dissing in my videos, they weren't suckers. They were real life criminals, no real life shit. gang bangers, which was what Fifty Cent was dealing with. Like, uh-huh. yeah, you gonna diss me, but we coming yeah. back. Yeah, we're gonna come back. <laughs> <laughs> That's so, cool. So, um, so yeah, like I said, we were, we were talking about Fifty. Um, let's go back to Little Boosie. Anybody familiar with Little Boosie? Mm-hmm. Yep, Little Boosie. He, um, you know, you know Little Boosie. <laughs> Austin not no. Okay, um wipe me down. <laughs> Keep going. Wipe him um, down. Wipe him down. Go ahead. Um No, okay, I, I don't want to do it. Can we we got ten seconds. Ten you, seconds. You gotta I'm know wipe me down. He doesn't know wipe me down. I'm trying to think of like any song he might know. I might know why I'd be done. I don't know. Yeah, play it. He, he know ten seconds. We got ten seconds. We got ten whole seconds to prove you wrong. Wipe to... me down. How many ten second segments can we play before it's a problem? Like if we play ten seconds, wait a second. Play ten seconds of the next ten seconds. No, no, no. Same song. No, no dice. No dice. Fuck. You can play ten seconds of a thousand songs, though, right? Yes. Yeah. Of course. Let's just do that. Yeah. Okay, but let, you know, whatever. So uh, Boosie, he was in. He was involved in. Uh, he was from Baton Rouge. Mm-hmm. Um, involved in a lot of street activity, just like Fifty Cent. The reason I'm bringing up uh, Lil Boosie is because, like I said, eventually I want to get into uh, the drill culture. And um, like I said, a lot of people are saying, "Oh, what's going on with music?" So it's kind of like, um, okay, I'll, I'll, my mom will say, or I'll say, today's music is nasty. Mm. So was the music I was listening to growing up. My mom would say the music I was listening to was nasty. The music she was listening to was. Nasty. For her version, yes, it was because she understood the uh, the lingo, the the uh, context, if you will, subtext. Actually, yeah. subtext. subtext of it is fucking nasty as hell. Like mm. if you know what they mean, god damn, right? And that's what a lot of black music managed to manage to do. I just managed managed twice, but. That's kind of incredible in a way, you know, like to create a almost a language that producers don't understand. Uh, FCC doesn't fucking understand. Yeah. It took a while for white people to learn what <laughs> skeet, skeet, skeet meant. Well, <laughs> it well, took yeah. us a while, but Hang we on. got there. Hang on. So I, I, I'd say something almost against that. I think he's right. I, I think that there's more. <laughs> <laughs> I think that there's more about the context because like, uh, for example, like when Prince was still coming out like early in his career in like 1988, 1987, um, he came out with Earlier. some, uh, no, like in one of his albums. Oh, like, I see. I see. And like 1987, um, he has one song that's talking about like just busting in a girl like and saying how amazing it is. No backlash, none right. whatsoever. And so you have to like, Again, it goes back into the context of like, oh, you don't understand Prince. You don't understand the culture around that that song. Sure. Um, and so it seems fine. So like so many people can say like, Prince never said anything outlandish. It's like, 
Yeah, that just I, means you haven't listened to Prince. I was going to say, I'm pretty sure I can firmly grasp uh, Boston. <laughs> Austin I'm, just entered the conversation. <laughs> I am all about that culture. Real quick, I, I do want to ask Carlton, what's your favorite Boosie song? You know, I just found one of his songs called That Rack, where he's dissing NBA Young Boy. Yeah. It's, it's actually pretty cool. Um, but definitely, um, Devil Get Up Off Me. Okay. Yeah, Devil Get Up Off Me. I was going to say Mind Second of a Maniac. conversation, yeah. Devil. Mind of a Maniac. Welcome to the mind. Okay. Yeah, that's that's the one where I'm like, okay, we're, we're doing this workout. We're, we're going to go hard right now. Anyway, keep going. Sorry. Nah, this is cool, guys. Um, which... You know, you were talking about how um, the thing with the music is um, the hidden messages. Mm -hmm. But the thing is, I'm a firm believer that everything has the opposite. Mm -hmm. You have the good messages, you have the bad messages. Which is um, (laughs) what a lot of things happen with the gangster rap, where it's like we're talking about real life situations. Um, If you guys want to go back to um, Bobby Smurda. When that, you know, we're just, yeah, whatever. When the truth came out, it's like, oh, he really killed somebody. <laughs> <laughs> this really happened. This isn't this isn't fake. Um, and a lot of labels, you know, they're jumping into the lanes. Not, you know, and the thing is, you can't even blame the labels, I guess, because when we're listening to it, we don't know what it means. I'm not from that city. Same thing with Fifty Cent. Fifty uh, Eminem didn't sign Fifty Cent, knowing what he had going on in New York. Right. It's just, right. hey, this song is blowing up. Yeah. It's popular. I rock with it. Yeah. Let's sign him. Yeah. Same thing with Boosie. So Boosie, he was putting, uh, he was involved in drugs and street life and things like that. Uh, he had a guy under him named Marlo Mike. Marlo okay. Mike was a young hitman for Boosie, right? He has a tattoo on his arm or somewhere that says, "Yo, Boosie, who's next?" Damn, damn, damn dude. Little Boosie has a song, has a lyric in his song where he says, "Marlo Mike in the back seat begging for a body." Damn. God damn. Putting real life situations. I do not know about this. <laughs> putting real life situations into music. But the thing is, you can get caught up. Yeah. Because we're listening to it. But guess who else is listening to it? The police. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Sure. The feds. Sure, sure. Uh, Boosie ended up serving five years. Mm. Marla Mike ended up getting a life sentence. Um, so my question for you guys, um, with freedom of speech being a real thing, with... Um, you know, rap falling under the category of, um, I guess, like self-expression and things like that. Art, um, yeah. Yeah, art. Do you think it's wrong for the court system to use lyrics against you in the courthouse or in the courtroom? I think so, yeah. 1,000%. You think they're allowed to? I don't think that uh, the court systems should be allowed to use lyrics against you oh, in so any no, form or fashion. For you. No, I think it should be inadmissible in court because at the end of the day, you can always throw up the, this is art. You know what I mean? Like, it's like if, if I write a novel that like has a dude that like sounds a lot like me and looks a lot like me and kills a room full of guys who look a lot like y'all and you guys all turn up missing. It's not like they can throw that in in court and be like, Oh, you know, your fucking novel described a situation like this where a body got found. It's like, nah, dude, that's all fucking make believe. Right. You know what I mean? Like, you can always throw that up and just say, yeah. like, well, at the end of the day, it's all creative expression, so, so fuck you. So if I wrote a book about how I absolutely murdered somebody and gave you the exact detail of how I did it and published that book and everybody read it, it couldn't be used against me in court. 
I don't think it should be. No, well, uh, that's what I mean. Like, you don't think it should be. I don't think so. It's like if if Austin killed, <laughs> but, I, but it's let's like, say, okay. it's like I absolutely did. It's like they if haven't Austin proven it, but I wrote this entire book. Austin and me go camping. Uh huh. I disappear. Right. For some reason, Austin becomes a famous painter, has a painting that is just I did it on the painting. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think you should be allowed to enter that painting into evidence. I say no for several reasons, but one of the big reasons that I have is if you are admitting it, even if you are admitting it in whatever medium you choose and detectives can't link you to the crime, I feel like that's kind of on the detectives. Let's be honest. If you're a lazy ass detective, you can't just throw song lyrics in there and be like, well, you said you did it. No, fucking show your work. Yeah. Like, fucking. Get, do your do it's the, like do math the homework. Right, like, right, right, yeah, right. yeah, like exactly. I, don't see, I, I see the answer. Like we all see the answer. Yeah. Show me right. how you got there. Yeah, yeah. There. I think that's more than fair. Um, you know, I'd agree. We, we have we have so much technology on our side now um, that it is irresponsible to put so much weight on any medium as a to be admissible in court. You're right there in that. And before I launch in my opinion on this, do you have an answer on your question based off of the the research? Because I don't want to be wrong. To me, to me, is 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 not a is not. It's just to me, it's a case by case thing, right? To me, you know what I mean. I'm, I'm on the same boat with you. Yeah, okay, great. So, if you remember. Back in the day, white, and I, I don't make, I really don't mean to make this whole thing racial or whatever, but. You're doing a great job. <laughs> I don't think I am, but. Go ahead, white man. There was a, know, right? There was a thinking? lot. <laughs> right. God damn it. God damn it. But there was a lot of moments in the like late seventies, early eighties, moving into the early nineties, even where these like white, uh, uh, rock and metal bands are saying things right to the point where they are pulled into court. Right. And these white metal artists are actively mocking the court uh, is televised. I mean, you can see uh, several different bands just being like, no, my music is just music. This is just artistic expression. This is First Amendment right, blah, 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 whatever. And they're going to the point where they're just mocking senators and district attorneys and state senators on them trying to be like, your music is destroying the fabric of American belief systems, blah, 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 right? They're sitting there with their, their their big ass hair and their makeup and their crazy clothes versus what you would see in court, which would be suits and button down kind of situations and stuff like that. When it got to hip hop and rap and then rap turning back into modern day hip hop, those same situations didn't really fucking happen turned into detectives and the FBI actually going after these people 
that are artists, that are musicians, that are releasing music that's very, very popular, <clears throat> saying a very similar thing, now they're trying to find if this is actually real or not. And some of these people are being put away when they're not actually killing people. They're not mm -hmm. actually dealing drugs, right? Like gangster right. rap got popular, and some people jumped on that bandwagon because they realized, oh, gangster rap is popular. Let me pretend to be a gangster and then release actually good music that has now become popular, and they're getting fucking arrested for this shit, which mm -hmm. is not actually real. Right. You know what I mean? And I'm just trying to outline the dichotomy of the American justice system. It's not the justice it system. It works differently for different people. It absolutely does. So we have a very popular white metal player mocking the court system and being applauded for it, and then random, non-offending black musicians in the gangster rap scene getting just pulled off the streets and being arrested for it. I, I will say going off that there was like a huge movement for the PMRC, the parents music resource council at that time yes, in the late eighties, yes, early nineties, yes. which was Al Gore's dumb bitch wife, Tipper Gore fucking going yeah, around fuck that bitch, by the fuck way. that bitch for real. Where's she at? Who names their Hoen? daughter Tipper? But she, uh, basically stuck her big fucking waspy nose into a lot of, <laughs> into a lot of musicians business. Where that's you. why you see explicit advisory on a lot of like hip hop and metal albums. Yep. And interesting fact about that is one of my uh, favorite albums in high school was a, uh, an album that was a big compilation of metal musicians and hip hop artists. It was uh, doing like collaborations right. basically as a giant fuck you to the PMRC and saying like, yep. hey, we're going to burn your books that say like, hey, this is stuff that's bad for children. They wrote, they wrote big guides for people to like check before they gave albums to kids. And it would be like Anthrax and Public Enemy or it would be like Ice-T and Slayer or it mm -hmm. would be like, you know. A third 311, example. hilariously enough, was thrown in that whole thing. Exactly. But and yeah. those boys didn't do shit for anything other than make money for themselves. Yeah, but there was, a, there was some nice solidarity in the music community there for a minute. I see right. had a metal band called uh, Body Count, and they had a song called Cop Killer that fucking slaps. Oh, it was yeah. fucking and good. It's fucking, it fucking good. good. I, I unironically love Body Count. I do too. And like, they're on my workout playlist, you know? And like, sometimes yeah. Cop Killer comes on, and I'm just like, this bench press is about to get crushed. But. <laughs> 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 but there's a, there's some fun overlap in those communities. I will say uh, for the listeners, if you have not seen the movie See Before, <laughs> I would heavily suggest it. It very much kind of covers what you guys are talking about in a comical, satirical way. In part, making fun of NWA, but more like using it as a jumping off point, but talking about... Uh, I mean, I don't think anybody should ever make fun of NWA. I mean, they kind of do, but like, yeah, they were great. Yeah, they did. Yeah. He still made. I mean, I don't know. I'd, I mean, I'd like to see an NWA spoof comedy or something. I think have you, have you seen C before? C before? Yeah, yeah that you got. I watch need to, yeah. dude. But you, to to answer to my to answer um but yes, the questions to the, question. the questions that went out. <laughs> um, <laughs> I just feel like you know, there's just a difference between gangster rap and murder rap. Sure. Yeah. You know, Ice T, if he's just saying, you know, what he did, um, um, woke up in the morning, police at my door. You know, oh, mm -hmm. you're talking about gangster. Yeah, but I'm not talking about what happened. Right. You know, 
But if you're name dropping, well, that's fair. I met Jamie, hit him with the Amy. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> yo, that's that's a confession, my guy. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, well, you know what? In that regard, you are absolutely especially because right. the thing is, um, you know, we were talking about uh, people who understand what's happening, right? Um, there's there's a certain group out there who really understand what that music means. So mm-hmm. when you say when you're talking about that, there's a term that people use when um, when gangs are beefing with each other. Uh, they'll kill each other and then they'll say, I'm smoking on you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So when you say, I'm smoking on this guy, smoking on that guy, everybody around the world is just rapping lyrics. But to, uh, to the, the that people f- that actually know, yeah, to that family, it's that like, means I just killed that person. Yeah. yeah so so if, I, if I check Twitter and I see you say, smoking on Carlton, uh, smoking on Jamie, sorry for ki- I keep killing you. But <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, I think a couple episodes back, we agreed Jamie was the most killable. Okay. I like how he makes eye contact with me. So if I, That's because Carlton's <laughs> real. It's not gonna, you're not gonna. You're gonna know it's happening. Yeah, but before before I, I kill you, I just want to make eye contact. Yeah, <laughs> I want to make eye contact. I don't make a song about it afterwards. Now you die. <laughs> Show up at my funeral. Yeah, I made this song to commemorate his death. It's called "Smoking on Jamie." Yeah. So so when I hear that song in the club, it's gonna sting. You know what I'm saying? It's yeah. gonna it's gonna hurt. And the thing is, when you when you make these songs, you're not just dissing family members. You're not just dissing hoods. You're also dissing the police. You know what I'm saying? You're telling the police, yo, catch me. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Catch, and when they catch you, I'm I'm giving you a hundred. Yeah. <laughs> I'm slapping a, a smooth 55 across your face. Hang on. So Carlton, what's your what, what's your stance then? Do you think that if you're dropping names, if you're like, or do you think anything at all, like it should be admissible in court? Even if you drop names. Well, the thing is, right, the whole argument is kind of fake, in my opinion, because from my knowledge, there's never really been anybody who went to prison for just dropping names. Usually when the people, when the rappers go to prison, it's like, you know, hard down evidence. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? When the feds yeah. come, they we've been watching you guys for like five years. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? We're, we're in group chats. We're on the phones. We're, we tap your car. We're not just swinging stuff at. We're not just saying that song. I mean, I guess back in the day, but now 2023. So, answer the question. Okay, is it admissible in court? I think it can influence the court. Um, but like you said, ultimately, I do think it's up to um the prosecutor to get you know to get his shit together or her shit together. And and um, defend or offend whatever you know what I mean. Like it's up to you to play. They need ball. concrete evidence. Yeah, you, you can't do... just throw out that the fucking like little booklet that comes in the CD and be like, "There you go, case mm-hmm. closed." But I win. But there uh, was a run in Chicago where the guys they're not only rapping about murdering people, they're tweeting about it. You know what I'm saying? They're putting Damn. out tweets saying, Damn. "Hey, you can't be kill- tweeting about that." Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, uh, can chill let's, just, let's just make right. a rule: if you're murdering people, don't talk about it. Right. I would say, like, as far as free speech goes, you also have to deal with the free consequences that come with them. And I'm with. It's that. a good way to put it. I yeah. am with that. I can say. I can say. Jamie, hold on. Let me Which is why you. we should never stop. <laughs> Which is why we should have never stopped capital punishment. If you say something stupid, you should probably get punched in the face. I was just about to say that. If I if I flip this table and say, Jamie, fuck you, motherfucker, and you sock me in the face, that's the consequence. Just like you said. Like if you you can make make that song. Make that's it. true. I but mean, if you get caught, honestly, 
If right. you just had to flip my table <laughs> and then Jamie punches you in the face, I'm not mad at Jamie. Yeah. Right. <laughs> so I think Grant still gets a slug. He still gets, a, he still gets like a, he gets to come back and uppercut you a little bit and be like, man, we had a lot of shit on that table. <laughs> but, 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 but hey man, your, that was really rude. <laughs> <laughs> but to your point, consequences, you know, put out the music, but if you get caught, yeah, that's on you. You can't really say anything. That's yeah, on you. Because you put that it is out. Fair. Right? That is fair. That's why you have people who make smart decisions, people who make dumb decisions, people who are lucky. I don't know if you guys know what's going on with Young Thug right now. Oh, dude, he is screwed. But the thing is, right, there's a thin line between a Young Thug, young thug right and now. a 50 Cent. <laughs> I, yeah. I, I don't yeah. think there's a thin line at all. <laughs> 50 Cent could have easily been Young Thug. If you go if you go back and actually look at what 50 Cent was involved in, streetwise. Streetwise, but you have to understand, like the uh the what Young Thug is facing right now is huge Rico charges. Huge and if dude, you get when they char- bust out the Rico charge, dude. When you when you no. get a Rico charge, that they is after you. they they are after. He's you. been and running then, the game for a while. And then on top of that, uh, all the rappers that he had under him Me. contractually signed, which was a f- stupid move, <laughs> stupid move. But all he has them involved, and they all indict them, and all of them lay over on their case. The only reason that he time out. I, what the fuck is going on? Can we get like a paragraph's yeah. worth of explanation for Austin? Because I feel like he's driving. I have no idea what's okay. going on. Young Thug is a rapper from Atlanta, Georgia. And uh, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Sorry. Go ahead. Not it. Someone go. Uh, <laughs> Young Thug, rapper from Atlanta. Uh, he has been growing in popularity ever since, uh, uh, what's it called? Uh, what's a I'm a stoner. No, no, no uh, the, the one with uh, Rachel McQuan. Lifestyle, yeah, and then he got really big because Baby, who was like the person who really helped Bird, Lil Birdman. Wayne, Birdman, yeah. Birdman yep. thank you, Birdman, uh, really helped him come into prominence. And he has been a very successful rapper on his own. Uh-huh. He has stepped on a lot of fingers and a lot of toes. Not a lot of people like him he's in also the trying rap to be community. a producer now. now explain so why, because he's one, of, he's he's a rock star rapper in the sense of I'm, I'm coming. I'm, I have a, a album cover of me in a dress. Okay. Yeah, well, yeah, he's doing that. Yeah. There's that. But essentially, he started doing a lot of drug dealing and a lot of very nefarious uh-huh. things around that. And uh-huh. he employed a lot of other rappers that he signed himself on top of that uh-huh. who are also rapping about gang activity, drug uh-huh. dealing, yada, yada, uh-huh. yada. So he is rapping about like drug dealing the whole time. But everyone else is also doing that. Mm-hmm. I don't think any of his lyrics should be held up in court, but he is so screwed because all the people that he had under him also were facing RICO charges. And the only reason they got out of basically facing prison time was by dropping him. I see. I Uh, see. And so, because normally in, when you're facing RICO charges, they want one person. They want the head. Right. So it's kind of the thing of like, you cut the snake's head off, the snake is going to die. Right. And that's the game plan with most RICO charges. And so like, they get a whole bunch of small people under him and they make them flip for him. Right, and right, that, right. that was the game plan and that's pretty much what happened. happened. So he is going to face extreme prison time and it was just... 
really stupid on his behalf because he was already making great money in his career. That's the thing. Otherwise. I mean, I understand like you want to have like maybe an image and you're, and you're kind of caught up in the culture, but man, when you got a good, you got a good man, relax. You also don't want to surprise or surround yourself with a bunch of people who are, let's face it, just waiting to like flip on you. You know what I mean? Like you should recognize the real I mean, ones guess- and the people that you've got that are just like essentially just walking time bombs. I but do want to, to my, to You're my telling me that we're not in that situation right now? <laughs> to my knowledge, Young Thug kind of became I would like, hope you wouldn't flip on me. I would never. Thank he, you. He kind me of need, became like the godfather. In that situation, yeah. Yeah, he kind of became the godfather where he was he was more so the shot caller. Yeah. Yeah. So but the thing, I guess to me the 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 thin line between fifty and a young thug and is the fact that young thug was a part of a gang and fifty cent was a part of a crew. That that's a big difference. But also, I think 50 was also smart with the crew that he kept. But it's easier to control. It's much easier to control, but also, you know, (coughs) going back to the the gun thing and the the times, like, you know, I'm sure it was way easier back then to do some nefarious stuff to fund, you know, like all the albums he did. Because, like, before Universal, he was paying for all of his music, all the studio time outright by himself. So... A lot of that was done which, through which, drug dealing. Yeah, I was about to say he was making some money. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I do want to ask, like, what's your opinion on uh, all the rappers that flipped on him? Fifty? Uh, no, on uh, on on, on Young, Young Thug. Thug because he they all got a lot of heat for basically like a lot of them, especially in rap. You know, they all rap about like. Oh, like, you know, ride or die for your boys, never mm-hmm. be a snitch, never be a rat. And then in the end, a lot of them were like, I, that, I'm, I want to stay out of prison. Same thing with, uh, what's it called? Uh, oh, 6 9 6 9 Oh, yeah. The thing, the thing. I f- Ain't no I, Billy. I feel like what Austin said where you make a decision and you just live with the consequences. Yeah. Um, you know, um, the thing is, a lot of these, a lot of you have a. There's a such thing as being a tough guy from a tough neighborhood, but not necessarily being involved with what's going on in the streets. Right. Yeah. I'm, I'm from this blood neighborhood, but I ain't killing nobody. Right. Like, I made it out. I'm. I. I. I'm. I've been toughened by it, and I've and I've gotten out. But then, yeah, where you're like, no, I'm in it. Like I'm capping people. But the thing is, you get in a record label, you sign a record deal with people who really are from the streets. I'm really doing what I'm rapping about. Yeah. We're really out here killing people. Yeah. You know, so it's like, you gotta, you know, that to me is kind of like, it, it, it goes both ways where it's like, I, I get it because a lot of those guys aren't involved with what's going on in the streets. Like we're not out here killing people. So I kind of feel like it's kind of like the six nine situation where it's like, you shouldn't have even brought them around. But I don't think he would have reached the peaks that he did reach without having done what he did. I'm, I'm saying as far as like young thug bringing, bringing a gunner around. Yeah. It also, is it worth it though? I think for six, nine, it was worth it in the end. No, I'm saying I'm talking about for the others. Yeah. Like for a young That's thug, like, like bringing a gun around, like who, who came out and said like, Hey, that I ain't got nothing to do with that. Right. But why bring, if, if we're out robbing people, 
if we're out shooting people, <laughs> let's let's just keep it between us. Let's not bring. I would out, agree. Let's not bring. Oh, that hundred percent. So that guy over there, 100%. he's funny. Let's bring him on the podcast. We're yeah. doing illegal right. shit. He might not to, be down with. I mean, we might yeah, as well right. just wrap like Sugar Hill Gang. You know. Well, to I'm give, just <laughs> out here with my friends. To give context, to what he's saying. Um, Gunna was one of the rappers or was mm. the main rapper. Mm. There the were biggest, other rappers, the biggest, he was but the biggest, he was yeah. the biggest rapper that flipped man, on him. I do like Gunna though. I, I like, I liked a lot of his shit, he's but great, like, man, he's great, but, but, but he's a, he's a rapper. Yeah. I'm from a neighborhood. I'm, I'm aligned with certain mm-hmm. people, but I'm just rapping. Yeah. Right. I'm not, I'm not, I ain't done with that. And there's also that age old thing of where do we separate the art from the artist? Right. I mean, seriously. But the thing is with Young Thug, they're not going off. Of, I mean, they, they're bringing it up. So there was a situation where Young Thug, um, well, he's he's Young Thug, rapper from Atlanta. He's beefing mm-hmm. with another rapper from Atlanta mm-hmm. named YM, not not YMW, Melly. It's a lot, all these ABCs, ones and threes. Yeah. yeah. Um, um, uh, he was beef, beefing with Lucci. No, no, it was Lucci. Was it Lucci? YSL Lucci or something. No, was is it, Lucci? it something Lucci? I know he was beefing with Rich Homie Quan because one point, a, a tape a tape ended up coming out about Rich Homie Quan ended up snitching on him. That was yeah. interesting. Yeah, but the guy's name was Lucci. He was dating Ti. Uh, he was dating YFN um, Lucci. YFN Lucci. Yeah, there we go. So um, yeah, yeah. What was I saying? They beefing. They're they're they're. What was I saying, man? <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, so wife and Lucci like uh, he what was it? He did uh, he had a plea deal about the whole thing, right? I'm, I'm not sure, but the point I was making there was an incident where Lucci's mother's house got shot up, mm-hmm. and Young Thug dropped Damn. a bar about that. Yes, yes, that's real. My yeah. mother's house got shot up, and that's he dropped a bar about it. We can how can actual you actual conversation? Yeah. Oh, I'm just an artist. That really happened. Yeah. <laughs> you know, but it's like I guess at the end of the day, it's up to me to prove it. But you still said it. But uh, they have so much other stuff on Young Thug to where that bar is not even going to matter. Yeah. So we end up going to Chicago. Um, Chicago is a place where, uh, like we said earlier, Crips and Bloods, they took over the world. They're everywhere. They have an influence. Um, Young Thug is also affiliated with the Bloods. Mm-hmm. Um, Lucci is also affiliated with the Bloods. Like we said earlier. Um, There's you definitely know, infighting. Yeah, people. That that was a, a, the downfall of the Crips and Bloods where it's like, Back in the day, Crips and Bloods, they hated yep. each other. Yep. But after, uh, as time went by, Crips started fighting Crips, Bloods started fighting Bloods. Yep. You now have today where you have some people uh, where Crips are actually cool with Bloods. Whereas, like, if I'm at a Walmart and I see, if I'm a Crip and I see another Blood, it's like, all right, whatever. Yep. If I see another Crip, it's like, boop, 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 boop. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, but they have an influence on everywhere around the world except for Chicago. Chicago is one of the few states. Um, where all their gangs are homegrown. You know what I'm saying? In the sense mm-hmm. of we, we don't crip, we don't blood. Right. We have black disciples, gangster disciples. At one point, they were together. Like we said, people started beefing. Then they end up falling apart. Um, Chicago, they also have Latino gangs. Mm-hmm. Didn't mean to point it. Latino, right? No, I, <laughs> like that you just <laughs> There's also Latino gangs. Right. Diversify, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I but can't ask about the white gangs it's, because it's most of them just have swastika tattoos. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <sighs> so true. Yeah, so, don't talk about that. I'm just saying, that's what I, I, I I'm listening. There's not a lot of cool white gangs, man. <laughs> there really aren't. Yeah. All of them are race based and they're yeah. all like, they're all about purity. Right. And hey, it's, let's uh, go ahead upsetting. and quell the white gangs. 
And anyways, let's move on. I've listened to some prison stories where I've heard about white gangs and stuff like that in prison. Oh, really? Yeah, that sure. aren't like just Aryan Brotherhood or whatever? Mm, they're just, I, I heard a story today where there was a guy in prison who was a known booty bandit. Random story. Random story. Are you talking about okay. the booty bandit from Boondocks? No, 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 no. Somebody else. He was a booty bandit. He, he was a booty bandit. He was, they were uh, at a uh, prison in Alabama. He was a booty bandit. Uh, he picked out white boys. That was his thing, right? Damn. Um, they At this prison, they had uh, one white boy in a cell, and he went after him. He said, nah, I'm good. The second white boy came in. and was like, nah, I'm good. Third white boy went in there. He was kind of like, kind of messed up in the head. And, then, and they kind of came up with a plan to where, yo, we going to kill this dude. Mm-hmm. And they end up like just messing him up. They like decapitated his head. Damn. They like did like a ritual, but they weren't like race based. They were just defending themselves. Yeah, I thought this was a, was a joke. Right. <laughs> <laughs> no, just, just to say, there are white cliques that that don't play that. Okay, cool. Well, of course, of course. Random story. Well, if we ever Man. start a white gang, let's make sure it's not race based. <laughs> But if you touch us, <laughs> <laughs> personally, I, you can't have an all white club. That's the, I didn't say it was all white. <laughs> well, had, I mean, if it's if it's a white gang, well, you maybe you'll start out that way. But we're open to new members. I mean, I mean, I'm down with that. But I mean, we could all be a get. We, let's you be can't, a crew. You can't say white that? gang though. Without right. without the connotation of ah, they probably don't like color. You're right. People. You're right. We'll have to rebrand. Right. Exactly. <laughs> Anyways, so right. the yeah. bedsheet bandits is not okay. <laughs> you got, you have to no, have, sir. It's Joseph, not. Sorry. You, to, you got to get a white guy with a black wife. That's the only way it's going to be Ooh. cool. Uh, Joseph, he right. He right. I want you to know, you started a white gang, and in five seconds, Austin became HR. <laughs> I, I want you to remember this moment. Out of all the people, you're right. I know Austin would have just like, "Hey, HR hey, has spoken. Hey, hey, right. He's up." <laughs> well, don't worry. I'll flip it on you because the uh, the gang started by the white man with a black wife. I've already got the name for it. You ready for it? <sighs> the good ones. No. <laughs> Cancel. Carlton, can you? No. Uh, you have stuff to say. Uh, yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> so, like I said, we're in Chicago. Uh, a lot of people know Chicago rappers. Uh, we're familiar with Kanye West. We're familiar with Twister. We're familiar with Common, Lupe yep. Fiasco, Chance yep. the Rapper, The Brat, which I recently fell out of love with because I was a. Y'all know The Brat. The Brat? Yeah. yeah. I, was, I, I really fucked with The Brat until Man. somebody told me she was just a female Snoop Dogg. And I was like, I, hmm. to be fair, I never really liked her. I mean, she was good, but I don't know. Something about it was off. I'm sorry, who? But, uh, old rapper. But uh, she was all right at best in my book. But I, uh, from that same era, I have a huge uh, appreciation for Queen Latifah, mm-hmm. who I feel as though like really like changed her life, you know? Like she went from well, like, uh, of course, of course, yeah. She she went from like a very hood based like rap music to one of like a, a great actress who did Chicago. Dope. She crushes. Mm-hmm. Oh she yeah, crushes. yes. Like yes. She, she like set it, it, it off. Yeah, if you look back on like her beginnings to like where she is now, doing uh, what was it makeup commercials for mm-hmm. uh, yeah. uh, for what uh, Maybelline? Yeah, like I don't know. that okay. that woman. Like I'm a big believer. Like and you can. Like it is your life. You you Dude, get I'm to change. I am fine with that. But like like her actual artistry, what she does, meh. Queen Latifah? No. 
the brat. The brat. Yeah, the brat. Yeah, that's like, what I'm saying. Like the brat. It's, like it's 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 Matt. It's Matt. No, he it's went Matt. on a in a Queen Latifah tangent. We all love Queen Latifah. Yeah, yeah. I'm saying yeah. like Queen Latifah. Right. Like that. That's right. that's an right. artist you should look up to and be like be proud of. Right. The I mean, have you, like Matt. have you seen Taxi? It's so good. I mean, okay. I was gonna say <laughs> it's one of my favorite her, Jimmy Fallon's. It's, who doesn't love Jimmy Fallon? I hate Jimmy Fallon. Anyway, go I ahead. Yeah, I was joking. That movie sucks, but let's fucking. Take me back to high school and um, and was it in my white tee? They had Ooh, a remix with Bow Wow. Uh, she had a nice verse on that. I just ran, yeah, if you're listening yeah. to it and yeah. franchise boys. Yeah, yeah, and that's the one when yeah. the, when Bow Wow uh, sixteen making more than your dad. Like yeah, Brad yeah, had yeah, a nice yeah. verse yeah, yeah. on that yeah, song. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but like I said, uh, we're going back to Chicago, which the Brad is from. Um, they have this thing called drill music. Mm-hmm. So what drill music ended up turning to was uh, music that people would rap about when they're out murdering people. So you will end up having people commit murders and then going into the studio and rapping about it. Um, it was a, a up-tempo beat. You know what I'm saying? God damn. Yeah, and they they were out there doing it. It was from this thing. Uh, started from this place called Joe City. Mm. Um, this you guys want to know the rappers, uh, but Pac Man King Louis is 2010. Um, are you guys familiar with Little Dirk? Yes, sir. Vaguely, but not don't much. know Little Dirk. Little Dirk ends up dropping. Like I said, we're talking about real life experiences. He ended up talking about uh, where he said uh, uh, he ended up dissing somebody called Brick Squad. I said fuck him. Uh-huh. In a, a response, this rapper named Little JoJo ended up making a song called BDK. Okay, BDK dissed the Black Gangster Disciples. No uh-huh. way. BDK, black black disciples, right? That started a whole war. That's when you have. So there was a period where, um, when I was in college, everybody talked about Chicago, Chirac, and yeah. they were comparing yeah. it to yeah. Iraq because they were saying there's just that much death going on, that right. much killing going right. on. Right. And um, I had no idea what was going on. But the thing is, it was just it was just hood beef. You know what I'm saying? Hood um, hood politics and things like that. Yeah. Um, I guess I had another question. Um, so when those songs get popular, who do you blame? Do you blame the rapper, the radio station, the record company? Who do you think should be like responsible personally? Well, I, I guess I'll ask the question whoever wants to answer. To to give context, the one of the main reasons why Chicago got Chirac um, was because... Um, Chicago had more uh, had a higher death or more to toll death toll to gang violence than the Iraq war. It, it had gotten that out of hand. Mm-hmm. And I, what's it called? I think overall the United States has like a, a one out of two, 50% rate on, um, on murder solves. And I think over there it's like 25%. Well, yeah. during that time, I think it was mm-hmm. even lower, but like, right yeah, now it was like, like 51% in like 2021. Yeah. Like there was a period where getting away with murder in Chicago, all you had to do was cover your face. Yeah. 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 Was that where uh No Face No Case came from? I'm not sure about that. I know that's yes. where No Lacking came from. The idea of like, please don't get caught without your gun. If we mm-hmm. catch you without your gun, we're gonna do something to you. Right. But what was the question? I'm sorry. Um like when, who who holds the responsibility? Yeah, like when, when those songs get popular. Do you think, as a record label, do you think they should say, hey, we're just in it for the money? Or do you think they should say, like, hey, let's just, right. you know, hey, this is this is a let's little too much. Let's ease off the murder music a little bit. Yeah. 
Do you think it's the rapper? Do you think it's the radio station? Hey, this we know what this is going to do to our city. I think there is a sense of responsibility, but I'm a big believer in if you think that you need to say it or should say it, just go and say it for the sake of the art. Um, but that does come with huge consequences. But that's my belief. Um, I like a lot of art that is very controversial, that does say a lot of bad things in general. So do I agree with it? No, but I do really enjoy Do I enjoy the sentiment? Um, You know, on on a maybe (coughs) a a visceral level, sure, but not like with what the initial intent was. But you could also say the same thing with things like, uh, you know, any religious con, uh, any religious text. Uh, Anything can be taken out of context. Yeah. Um, anything, anything can be taken in context and still be taken in a poor way. Um, you know, the easiest example is uh, Adolf Hitler in Mein Kampf, where he, he is quoting the Bible and talking about how he is like Jesus and uh, Jesus getting mad about, uh, what was it, Joseph? It was... Um, the moneylenders in the temple? Yeah, the moneylenders in the temple. Which and, like, was the he, only time Jesus really became violent. That, that was the only time, but he used that <clears throat> and saying this. it was okay to use violence in pretty much any case that, that they see fit. Then I used to talk on, but yeah, you're right. <laughs> well, it's a, it's a completely flawed logical step, but I mean, people buy into it. Of course. They do. Yeah. I mean, they famously do. they did, did enough to famously? kill yes, over 9 million people. And what we're dealing with right now within this country. Yes. That we all live in. And f- unfortunately globally. Way. Yes. I know. Austin, you had a thing. I thought I did, but then I, I kind of lost it. I, I'm trying <laughs> Well, no, I, I say that just like, who can you really blame though? That's, that's, that's my, that's the biggest question. Like, can you really blame people for consuming something that has been released? Is it the artists? Is it the artist's fault? I would say first and foremost, but then is it the person who, who is, who's buying the music and selling the music to the, to the masses? Is it also their fault? I think that's, it's, that's where it gets tricky because yes. you, 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 you can't, you, Big time. because I mean, then like it goes back to free speech and all that kind of stuff. I think, uh, I think maybe the, the labels who, who promote it have a little bit of a thing because I mean, they're the ones that are sort of pushing it on to people to, and, and they're the ones that are enraging people to make a buck. I mean, it's not even just with music. I mean, like it's, that's our whole, that's our whole political, our whole political atmosphere right now. And CNN, it's, it's all of them, you know, like they're, they are, they are, they strategically made profit off of, off of a war that was started off by with, for its own reasons, but they like, but they branded it. You know, and they made it theirs. It's like it's not. It's not just the the. It's not just these two gangs' war. It's now the record labels. It's now the people who have money's war, and they're putting money into it, and they're making money off of it. So, like, in my opinion, I guess I would say it's like the label that has maybe a lot to blame, but at the same time, like, we're also consuming it. 
like we're, like the people who consume this stuff aren't putting their foot down and be like, hey, this is this isn't this isn't my this is not my my war. It's not my beef. I'm gonna stay out of it. You know, like I don't know. I don't I, think you can really put blame on any one faction. I think there's a lot of blame everywhere. I had, a, I had an interesting analogy about that, right? Where um, so I don't I don't like people talking about killing people, but at the same time, I do like YouTube. I do like the radio station. Sure. So it's like, if that stuff right. comes across my, you know what I'm saying? If it falls into right. my lap, it's like you, 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 you consume it because right. at the end of, like the, the weird part is 50 cent. He was a gangster. He's doing all this stuff. Sure. He can rap. Yeah. He's good at what he does. Yeah. yeah you know what I'm saying? Course. And like yeah. you, you just get brought into it. So I, I had an analogy where it's like, if I'm at Waffle House mm. and a couple is arguing, right. And, and then, they look up and they see everybody watching them argue. You can't look back and say, "Oh y'all, why well, y'all watching me argue my wife? Y'all just want to see us fight. Y'all just want to see a fight." Right. I just want my waffles. Right. I yeah. just want to scroll down YouTube. Right. I didn't tell you to post that video. Right. right. Yeah. You posted exactly. it. I clicked it. Yeah. My bad. You know what I'm saying? You talking about some interesting shit? I tuned into it, but at the end of the day, I was just listening to the radio. Right. But you know, like you said, when you figure out what is going on, I, I guess it's kind of up to you to decide if you want to continue. But yes. it's like you just get so drawn yes. into it. Right. I'll, yeah. add, I'll add this. So I think one reason why I'm not big on the censorship of specifically, I don't want to say CNN and like artists. Like there's a in my book, there's a huge distinction between like CNN, politicians, musical artists, visual artists, and like movies, right? There's a, mm-hmm. I think there's a huge distinction for me there. And I think it is the... We not necessarily duty because like most artists don't even sense this in reality, but like, you know, your job is kind of to capture the cultural zeitgeist and to cult, to censor the cultural zeitgeist, I think is not good because you know, that that's how we kind of keep up with the times. You can look at the thirties and look at the music, look at the movies and see what kind of generally speaking, the masses were feeling, what, mm-hmm. what they were thinking. And I think that's important. If there is people killing each other and there's a huge gang problem, we should be talking about it. That That's something that should be brought up, well, whether always, that be in yes, movies, whether that be in music. Always, always. If there's genocide, we should be talking about it. Hence why, Every like, time. Like, we shouldn't be saying, like, don't talk about it because it's bad press or it's uncouth or whatever. It makes people uncomfortable. But don't, but don't join it. You know, like, we can absolutely have a conversation and debate about it all day, but that doesn't mean that I'm going to be that... That me as a consumer, like, oh, you know what? These people said I should go kill these people, so I'm going to go kill these people. Well, no, no, that's that's entirely different. That's entirely different. Yeah. I'm, I'm saying that musicians, I, I would say musical artists, visual artists, artists in general in that field, like that, that's their job, right? To talk about like think, whatever they feel, whatever they think, because that's part of the zeitgeist sure. that should be talked about. Sure, but this is the the weird part, right? Um, if Jamie is a singer, right, kill somebody. Me and Austin are police detectives. You sing about killing somebody. At the end of the day, me and Austin still got to solve that crime. Right, right. And that's fair. Right. We still got to solve it. No. With freedom of speech and all that. Okay. We yeah. still somebody. We still got to get answers. That's your job. That's, and, that's and my you, job. And, yeah. and to, if your, your lyrics may not be able to be used against you in court, but I mean, if you're singing about killing somebody, you're giving me a, a map at least. Yeah, right. you're giving me you know right. something. I'm giving you clues. I'm giving right. you the breadcrumbs. Right. No, no, I'm giving, making it easier on you. You're giving me the whole loaf of bread. You yeah, know, like. 
like you you have instances where people in modern day they're killing people and then making rap videos with the murder weapon. It's a little much. And that's they're, stupid. They're robbing it's people. Dumb. They're robbing people and then making music videos with the jury that they just took. Right. You can use yeah, that. Every time. Yeah. If, they, yeah. if he was shot with a such and such gun with a such and such bullet, you're yeah. you're a suspect. You're in a music video holding the Absolutely. same type of gun. And your Instagram Absolutely. story right. has a gun yeah. that only has like nine yeah. millimeter rounds or whatever. And they're like, well, you fucking tell me. Now, music video is one thing. Once you put that shit up on Instagram, that's that's game over. Because yeah. like you like that's not that's not like artistry anymore. That's that is you publicly posting and now admitting about this murder weapon. If the murder weapons in the is in the music video, like, huh, that's suspicious. But then when you as soon as you post that shit on Instagram, like that's game over. Like we were talking about, like, hey, if we're gonna all kill people here, let's not talk about killing people here, or or at least outside of here. Carlton, keep going. Okay, you gotta start throwing gang signs at me. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, what did I do? What did I do? What did it's I do? coming true. <laughs> Sorry. Um, yeah, yeah. I, I definitely, I definitely get you. Um, you know, just the uh, the thing. Like I said, the guys, the guys, the uh, these rappers. They're also on Twitter, which is also um, there's a thing that we use called dry snitching, where you don't snitch right. on who did it, but you know, you right. kind of, you're kind of, you hint that you know something. Yeah. You got guys on Twitter. They're saying how they're addicted to murder, mm-hmm. or uh, a guy gets killed at two o'clock, and at two fifteen, you're tweeting, "Ha ha ha, man down." What? <laughs> you know something? Yeah, we're, bring, we're bringing you in, and uh, that's that's something that was, um, you know, we talk about drill culture. That's something that was was going on in their music. Um, we have uh, stuff like uh, there's this guy um, named Shooter Shells. He released a song. Uh, against a rapper named G Herbo. He's saying, you know, just, just he's dissing everybody from G Herbo's hood that died, um, the, which is the flip side, right? So you can flip a coin, right? You can end up like a 50 cent where your music gets you popular. But the downside of is you're dissing my friends. I'm going yeah. to see you one day. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We're going to run into each other. Right. And we're going to have an old-fashioned Western back and forth. Mm-hmm. We're going to leave it where we're at. Shoot out. It's supposed to be a shootout. <laughs> I don't, you know, somebody's going to die. And that that's what was going on in Chicago. Because um, these records, like I said, they're on a radio station. Um, you got people like Chief Keith that's taking over the world. And he's talking about gang politics. Right. Um, the, uh, the flip side of it, you have people who uh, sign record deals and they're, um, they're doing great things in their communities. Mm. You have other people, you know, like a young thug who's taking this money. They're funding gang wars, allegedly. I don't know. That's just the rumor, right? So it's like, it's a difference. You know, one day you come shooting at me, you just got a pistol. The next week you got Draco's. It's like, okay, you, you got money now. You know what I'm saying? Like, the bullets upgraded. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, because at the end of the day, you know, we talk about the freedom of speech. We talk about... Um, you know, you being able to talk about whatever you want to talk about. Right. There's other people who who lives in these communities. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. I want to be able to, to let my kid go outside and play. Right. Yeah, man, every fucking time. Yes. You know what I'm saying. I don't. I don't want to yeah. be in an environment where that's your fucking kid. Yeah, man. Yeah, because yeah. yeah. the thing is, there is no, 
You're not going to go around and tell us, hey, by the way, we just shot Ricky on 55th Street. Right. Don't go outside. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Let it cool down. Yeah. So what's going to happen where somebody's husband is at the gas station, pop, pop, pop. We don't know who we killed, but we killed somebody. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So you just end up getting caught in a crossfire. You have people who, uh, there's uh, places in Memphis, right, where people <laughs> sleep on the floor because of the amount of bullets that just go through yeah. their windows. I know. So, you know, on the flip side to what you're saying, we also have... Uh, two rappers I'd like to bring up. There's uh, Young Dolph. Mm-hmm. Young Dolph got in, in one of his most prolific eras, like who I really enjoy. Who was murdered? Uh, what was he doing? Wasn't he getting like a like, cookie? Yeah, he was getting a cookie, mm-hmm. and he was literally murdered, like a, getting a cookie. And chip cookie. Uh, I don't know. Did they say what kind of cookie? <laughs> he was at a he was at a cookie it, it shop. Was, it was, was it like, like a it crumble? No, nah, it was one of those like you know one of those like it's local, but it's like famous local. You yeah. know what I mean? Like it's like a mile, not a milestone. Whatever, it's the word I'm looking for. Where it's like, uh, like, oh, like a, a landmark. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Something like that. Staple. From, yeah, like a staple in the community. Yeah. yeah. Damn. Get a cookie and you get fucking like blown when out. Young Dolph got murdered. Yeah. There were a lot of things that uh, Dewey, that right. that got brought up that I think. It's a, huge, it's a huge problem for like a lot of the rappers that get big in their community. Um, and there's actually a statistic is like most rappers f- in their own hometown get murdered. Yep. Um, Young Dolph being one of them, like it, the most dangerous city they can be in is the city that they promote the most. Yep. Yeah. Um, That's where everyone knows them. They know where they live. They have like, I mean, you can place them. You know yeah. what I mean? Another rapper that got murdered that uh, is doing the complete opposite, uh, Nipsey Hussle. Uh, Nipsey Hussle uh, actually was uh, a gang member. Was he Blood or Crip? Rolling 60s. Crip. Was he Crip? Mm-hmm. Um, but he was uh, essentially a reformed Crip mm-hmm. trying to mend a lot of the right. pain and a, uh, trying to build bridges between Bloods and Crips and trying to get peace. Yeah. And was murdered because of that, right. um, you know. And that that alone is a painful thing. Like, so, and this is the weird part, right? Chief Keith, Chief Keith got his money. He had an incident where um, there was some internal, like I said, gangs. They have misunderstandings, internal beef. Chief Keith has never returned to Chicago. You know what I'm saying? He's beefing with his friends, beefing with his homies. He's never came back to Chicago. A lot of. Um, I think he said he was getting some harassment from the police as well. But a lot of people actually like salute Chief Key for never going back to your city because it's like, yeah, yeah, you know, that's a great place. I mean, that's your hometown. You want to be seen. But at the same time, you were involved in some gangster stuff. You know, a lot of these guys who get caught in their city, if they were in that city three years before that day, the same outcome would have happened. Right, right. You know what I'm saying? We, we hate each other. Yeah. Our hoods hate each other. You know what I'm saying? It doesn't matter if you're rich. As a matter yeah. of fact, I want to kill you more because you're rich. Right, because right. you think you're above this now. And, and you're dissing right. me. Mm-hmm. Your fans are talking about me. Right. Your fans are in my DMs. <laughs> there, there, uh, there's this rapper from Chicago. Uh, he uh, had a popular uh, saying called, uh, we not from 63rd. But the thing is, there that was a real block. Mm-hmm. So you had people from 63rd, they're getting spammed from fans. They're getting fanned in their comments, on their lives. And the thing is, like, hey, like, you're you're talking about us. Yeah, you're right. making money, but you're still talking about us. So if we catch yeah. you at this gas station, we're going to kill you the same way we would have did three years ago. Right. So that's how I yeah. feel about Young Dolph. As far as a lot of rappers get killed in their cities, but a lot of rappers are involved in hood beef in their cities. Mm. Yeah. 
Stop yeah. beefing. Stop beefing. Stop beefing. <laughs> so yeah, that's um that's basically where I'm at, guys. Um cool. Yeah. There's uh there was this rapper. He um the last guy the last guy I want to talk about, his name was uh FBG Duck. He did a song called um Dead Bitches. Mm-hmm. Damn. Right. <laughs> And then in this song is it hard? It is That's the crazy part right? Because it's like you listen to it right And you're just like Yo uh, I don't know what you're talking about The beat is hard Just listen to it one day The beat is hard You don't know what they're talking about Mm -hmm. But he's actually listening to people Like yo Y'all heard about J Money Niggas getting dead the same way bitches don't play with gang. Like, he has a song where he's talking about a guy named Tirehead. Like, hey, we left him by the tire. Uh-huh. We killed this guy. He was listening to his uh, to his iPod. Uh-huh. It's like, but what ended up happening with him was he was downtown Chicago one day. He ended up getting murdered by the same by the same gang he was dissing. So there's, yeah. a, there's a opposite where it's like, right. you could make it. You definitely could make it, making this music that you're making. Yeah. But you could also go to prison. Every time you could also die. Every fucking time. So we talk. Uh, so just to piggyback off of what Jamie was saying, as far as rappers getting killed in their hood, but it's like you beefing too. Like I mean, yeah. not necessarily beefing, but you're dissing. You're not necessarily right. like like. So you talk about Nipsey Hussle. That was a weird situation where it's like that was probably when he died. I I, I cried. I really mm-hmm. cried because he was actually yeah. pushing a positive message. Yeah. But not everybody's doing that. Right. No, that was a one in a million scenario. Yeah. In fact, like after he died, there were so many rappers who were like, he was the most positive influence in my life. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I forget who it was, but like, I think uh, one rapper was like in an interview and Nipsey was just like, hey man, I see what you're doing, man. Like, keep going. Like, yeah. And as an artist, like, you know, we're all artists here. Like, that means a lot. Just saying, just hearing from one artist to another, like, I really like what you're doing. Yeah. Like, keep going. Like, every time. Every time I'm, yeah. I like, I, I cry internal tears. I'm like, yeah, yeah. thank you. But internally, I'm like, <laughs> thank you. And it's kind of like the opposite of a Kanye West, right? Where it's like Kanye West was like super, not not going to say super conscious, but it's like old, old Kanye, right? Yeah. You know, it's like, um, hey man, I love it some old Kanye. I like the old Kanye. You know what yeah. I'm saying? <laughs> You know he he's he he's for the people, but he's yeah. not necessarily from a certain neighborhood. The thing that made right. Missy Hustle special, like I say, he was a crip. He's certified. He's from where he's from, right. but he's not right. pushing a negative image. Right. But he still ended up getting killed in his hood. Yeah. Um. Whereas you got guys like I said, uh, FBG Duck, who was out uh, there dissing, out uh, there pushing the beef, and uh, ended up dying. Um. Sad to say, but um. Yeah, that's drill. That's the drill culture. Right. It is. Culture. That's where we're at. Yeah, that's where. Damn. Good, good talk, cool. guys. Good, another good episode. Wrap it up. Wrap it up. Nice, nice job, Grant. Nice. Thank you guys for listening. I know you guys don't have no idea about drill culture. I said, you know what? I'm gonna learn you guys. I feel <laughs> learned. I learned. Dude. I learned a lot. <laughs> when are you guys are gonna be uh, rapping some gangster lyrics on the way home? I. We'll be the first to say, I fucking love the hell out of this episode. Crushed yeah. it. Hell yeah, A lot dude. of shit that, you know, I, I've known for a little while. Give me some more. I'm so happy that you did. You know what I mean? Like, eh, fuck it. I'll say it right now. <laughs> I. You're going to say the N word? 
<laughs> you know what I'm gonna say? It. Now say it. Hell Carlton, no. you're my bleep. Hell no. And that's I... been murder smurder. Thanks for listening. <laughs> Beautiful. Like what you hear? Subscribe. Follow us on Instagram at Trashville underscore USA. And if there's a true crime story you want the gang to cover, email us at don't email trashville at gmail.com. Murder Schmurder is produced by Jamie. Our tracking engineer is Grant. And our mix and mastering engineer is Julie. Incidental music and our theme song is provided by Jules. This has been another production of... <laughs>